Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Second Take Variety Hour. The Second Take Variety Hour is filmed in front of a live studio audience. Welcome to the Second Take Variety Hour, the only show on the internet that is recorded both inside my kitchen and inside someplace at Jordan's house. I'm Sebastian. <laughs> Coming to you socially distanced from the spare room of my apartment. I'm Jordan. This is all very true. And I'm Andy Shostak. There we go. <laughs> Um, and Alex couldn't join us because his work is being inundated by people buying toilet paper, punching stuff, and all the things that happen at a supermarket. <laughs> that poor- It's the new norm. Yeah, that poor guy, because he was, until recently, I think he was two, second in charge of the deli, a section not being hit. And then just before this all went down, he got a like a either a, a promotion or like a sideways move to like front end manager or something, which means- He's the customer service guy that everyone screams at. Right no almonds <laughs> left or whatever it is. <laughs> but I hear the overtime's good. <laughs> that's that's all I want to hope so. And an upside to everything. Yep. So poor, poor Alex, though. That's got to suck. I feel for the man. We um, I don't know if this is going to be holding out or not because I work in travel insurance um for the overseas medical team. So we're not specifically dealing with corona ourselves because unless you've got it, we don't really deal with you. We, we're just for if you're sick or injured while overseas. But on the overnight shifts, we're the only team that's in. So if anyone calls from Europe, they come through to us because there's no other teams in. And the first two nights this week were the worst because Australia was like, DFAT said, everyone come home, please come home. Yeah. <laughs> come home here where we're controlling it less than every other country. <laughs> yeah. And nobody's allowed out. Yeah. Nobody's allowed out. We're all going to die here be, together. And you won't be allowed Basically, out for six months. Yeah. Come now. Come now before we won't let you back in. Yep. So people calling out, freaking, calling in, freaking out. But then the next two days, um, the calls just dropped. Like I was getting a call like every time I was in queue, a call would just hit. Like I had no breaks at all. And then the, ne the next two days, I was going like, an hour and a half of that calls each. And there's only two of us on Damn. staff. So like, there's not like I'm, you know, down in a queue with someone. No, no, it was just, I think it was just realized everyone's either on their way home or given up and they're sticking around even wherever they are. Yeah. But yeah, fun stuff. I got friends in Japan that are actually meant to be moving back. And ideally tonight, the time that we're recording, so we're recording this on Sunday night, they should be hopefully getting on to their jet star flight to Australia if it hasn't been cancelled, their bus was cancelled to get them to the <laughs> different city. Um, then when they got the new bus, they, for the entire like few hour trip, were the only three people on it, apart from the driver. Yeah, Japan's doing a good job with it though. Like everyone's like, no, we're staying home. We're meant to. 
Whereas in Australia, everyone's like, fucking go to the beach, mate. Let's have a, let's have a rocking time at Bondi. You, you trying to tell me I can't go out for a bloody beer? I don't think so. Well, the official, the official response from Australia has been stay home if you are infected or suspect that you are because but you've had contact. Otherwise, carry on, as, carry on as normal. Oh, by the way, we're not allowing anybody to actually go inside any places. Yeah. You know, if there's already somebody in there, you can't. There's, there's social distancing recommendations, though. Uh, don't go to places with more than 100 people, is it, Jordan? Because I know we're talking about this because a bunch of wrestling Something shows like that, that you can't yeah. Any indoor facility cannot have more than 100 people. Yeah. And now I think the thing... They have to make it like four, like a two meters squared or something. No, four like meters square, yeah. Four? Per person. Okay. It's changing yeah. and updating all the time. Well, as of today recorded time, which will be three days gone by the time you hear this. So God knows what's been changed. Um, Victoria has given like a 24 or 48 hour period and then they're shutting down. They're not letting anyone interstate travel there. WA is doing the same thing. I don't know what their countdown is, but WA and Victoria said, yep, no, you don't come in, you don't come out. Like you're just stuck there. Um, I know Victoria is closing down all non-essential um, mm. facilities, but what they declare as essential. So supermarkets stay open, petrol stations, convenience stores, doctors, pharmacies, I think yeah. Yeah, delivery services do. So this is specifically like courier services. But to be fair, yeah. if all restaurants shut down, there goes your Uber Eats. But in saying that, your youth foods will stay open because I think they're in a, they, they're, they're going to count as essential because they if make If they can get their ingredients in from beyond the state, yeah. they're not necessarily well, grown in Victoria. Yeah, but that's what I think they're saying. Or packaged in Victoria. For Courier that, services, yeah. like essentials are fine. So I think oh, the right. big woolies trucks and coal trucks, they're still fine to travel through. They don't want people to starve or panic by. They're like, no, we're going to keep all the supply chains open. You just can't go to Tasmania yourself so hopefully that's okay. so what i'm hearing is i have to go to the shop right now and panic buy everything i don't get paid till next friday so i really hope there's a <laughs> shop left next friday when i go to just buy my week's <laughs> you know rations or buy my rice and porridge and just hope that i can i can wait this yeah, like i felt bad like going and doing like our normal fortnightly shop surrounded by everyone else who's like panic buying i'm just like no like this is just a normal amount of food for a fortnight i swear like no, i'm not i'm not a monster i fully agree i meal prep so I when I when yeah. I go shopping, I might go shopping and buy you know four kilos of mince for the fortnight, but you just can't. You know, I mean, a because people stink eye you, and b because there's item limits. We had a mate of ours, Jordan, who was trying and to make c, a fucking. There's nothing left. <laughs> yeah, I had a friend of ours who was trying to make pasta sauce. Yeah, so he had two tins of like sauce and two tins of um, corn or something. Some some vegetable he's putting into it, and he went to mm. check out. And the machine lit up and he, a attendant came to him and said, sorry, you can only buy two cans. So even though he's getting two yeah. cans of one thing, two cans of another thing, he had to get rid of half his ingredients. <laughs> he's just like, I can't make a spag bowl for dinner. It was for him, his partner, and his two kids. He just couldn't do it. <laughs> so, um, and it's forcing everybody to go to the shops every single day. Oh, I'm sure they hate that. Well, I do. No, I mean like the Woolies. I'm sure they hate you going in and having like, oh, I guess I'll buy a chocolate well, bar this time. You have time. to because yeah. you, you don't know what will be there when you, when you do go in. Yeah, it's true. Please right? practice social distancing, but also fucking cram the shopping centers <laughs> in the supermarkets. It was really great. I should have taken a photo, but I went to to my local and okay, all the butcher was empty apart from the dog food, like, you know, like the dog mints and all that. That was all there. All the fruit and veg were gone except for green capsicum. And I don't know why. Interesting. I just I can't. Maybe they just got it. I managed. I managed to get rice and pasta. I Ooh, don't know how you. I managed that. I couldn't get any toilet paper, but we've got rice and pasta, so it's okay. I'm doing 
I'm, I'm trying my best to, st- my wife lectured me about this last night. I'm stubbornly trying to keep to the keto diet at the moment. And I'm like, so I can't have rice. I can't have fucking pasta. I can't have any of the this, this stuff that you should actually be hoarding if you are going doomsday prep. Yeah. So like, when I go into Woolies, I'm like, oh, I'll get some, some cheese. I'll get some salami. Oh, sugar-free chocolate. Yeah, that's fine. And I'm just buying like all this fucking luxury goods. <laughs> so like, I'm not bulk buying them anyway, because I don't want to have like a fucking fridge full of deli meats, but- I'm trying my best to do that. And just like, you're in, just have some, just have some fucking rice. Like just, <laughs> you've got mince in the fridge. You make a spag bowl. That's like four or five meals, as opposed to you just going in and grabbing some salami and going home. I'm like, yeah, but then I'm letting the dickheads win. <laughs> I'm gonna survive. You watch the world will crumble and I'll be there just nibbling on my fucking cabana and crack and cheese. It's going to be great. <laughs> oh, so it's great. I'm actually really loving this in a sense. I was trying to explain this without sounding like a sociopath. So go on a journey with me. I like having nightmares. I think they're interesting. I don't like watching horror movies, but a nightmare for me is an immersive horror movie dream in which I have a stake. I have a buy-in. Some part of me gives a fuck about what's happening, yeah? So when I wake up from a nightmare, yeah, I wake up, I might be sweaty, I might my heart rate might be up, but I'm always like, what a, what a fun, harmless experience. Because I know I'm fine, yeah? This whole situation kind of feels like a living nightmare in a way. And it's exciting from a sense sense that as somebody that's grown up in a pretty stable culture, like society, I don't have that much existential stress just in general. Mm. And now I do. So my brain's like, it's kind of like you're living in the preemptive steps of a zombie movie, but you know, there's no zombies coming. So you can live with the stress which is an experience, but no, not yet any direct horrors on you. Like going to the supermarket and having all the shelves bare is a very interesting and surreal experience. I don't like it. First world nightmare. Yes. And honestly, and that's, I'm talking from a place of privilege, but going in and seeing this, I'm like, this is horrible. But yeah. it's so interesting to have to experience that. And I'm kind of enjoying it from that sort of aspect. Don't get me wrong. I don't want, I know people are getting sick, obviously, and a lot of people are dying, whether they be elderly or not. Like, it's horrible. I'm not trying to make light of that. But just watching society's reaction to it, I'm fucking intrigued the entire way. And I'm really loving having. It is fascinating, isn't it? Yeah. And just <laughs> experiencing what is mostly an absent emotion on my end full force mm. it's just like wow and i guess just in the back of my head i know whether it be six you know four months six months a year this will go away in some way like yeah so i i guess having that sort of meta knowledge which you wouldn't have in a zombie apocalypse for example makes it a little bit like less like oh fuck this but i don't know you don't think protagonists are going around in zombie films thinking this will all be normal again in a month maybe but I'm not thinking a month. I, I'm realistic. <laughs> I'm thinking November, December. I don't know. I'm just, it's horrible, but part of my brain finds it, enjoyable is not the word. It, it's definitely the wrong word, but, and entertaining is not there either, but there's something there, some part yeah. of my brain that is adrenalized by it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's human human behavior is just on full display. Yeah. <laughs> And like little things, um, I, w- I was working uh, overnight shift at my where I'm at. So I'm, I'm not home until six in the morning. And I get a message from my wife being like, hey, did you just come home? Because she's in the bedroom at like, you know, 1 a.m. And I'm like, 
nope, I'm at work. And we live just with ourselves and the two dogs, the two dogs are in the room with her. And it's little things like, oh yeah, it's probably just the possum on the roof again, you know? But your little thoughts like, oh, but people are acting batshit crazy. And it's, it's, <laughs> and it's the strange little things like, and I say this and I wish it was a joke because it feels so premature and over the top, but I'm next Friday, I'm going to be getting her a baseball bat just to keep in the bedroom because I work at office overnights so often that it's instead of her just locking the bedroom door and having to panic while I'm, you know, because I'm going to be home for another seven hours. It's just nice to know, hey, you've got an aluminum bat. It's something there. It's nothing, but it's just there to buy peace of mind. It's a gun, Andrew. It's a gun. Are you happy? But a gun <laughs> would be, for me, overkill for many reasons. But things that you're having to factor in and consider that are so different from where you were three weeks ago. Sure. To be fair, I would always yeah, have a bat. The world has changed in a very short yeah. time. And it's not there yet. Uh, even, even like two weeks ago, we were all like, Sitting around cracking jokes about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we just, and uh, now yeah, it's here. Gotten, uh, gotten a whole lot more serious. Yeah, in a we very just short period of time. Tongue in cheek coronavirus episode, and that did not age well. <laughs> <laughs> it really hasn't. Oh, but, you know, we're professionals. We press on. We're forced to <laughs> Look, isolate I'm, anyway. I'm happy to admit when I'm wrong. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm not admitting I'm wrong. I'm just saying we did consume some content to discuss in the last week. That's the funny thing. As long as the internet maintains, the show will continue on, whether it be in person or online, like we have Jordan phoning in tonight for. Um, but it actually kind of helps what we do because we've got a little bit more time to, to do things that we're going to discuss. So really yeah, what I'm it. saying is business is booming, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and our numbers are slightly up this this week, actually. Not good. Not as up as I would appreciate, considering everyone's locked at home. But yeah, it's good. <laughs> um. Well, by the time everyone's genuinely locked at home, we should see it. You know, bit of a bit of an uptick. I'm hoping and there's so. literally nothing to do but listen to us. That's the plan. Well, do you guys want to get into the actual fun part of the content today? Then discussing our actual like good things that aren't related to viruses. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you talked about the virus so long because that's the perfect setup for what little I have to say and that's I haven't had any work on this week uh, or have any next week or into the foreseeable future. I assumed, yeah, what you would thought you'd do, you'd have to, because schools haven't closed yet. But I assume they're trying to. Our, our company doesn't do any school runs, oh. any any school bus runs. That was your old one. So, I'm sorry, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So this one is um, it's purely a, a private charter mob, and all conferences, everything has just shut down. Nobody's doing any trips, and now with interstate travel um, on the on the cards, uh, it's looking like mm. the, whole, the whole industry, the whole busing industry, is just going to. Pause for a bit, I hope. Pause and possibly oh. even collapse or who knows what's going to happen. But I haven't had anywhere to be. So I've been I've been rearranging the house and cleaning stuff, doing a, a little bit of gardening um, and just watching older TV shows because they've stood the test of time. Things like Parks and Rec and, and uh, The Office is what I've been – the US version. Yep. Um, I like the UK mm-hmm. version, but um, the US version just had characters that – I don't know. You, you got to know them along the way and, and, and they sort of st- mm. stick with you. Um, so I've just been catching up on random episodes of those. Not really with any yeah. point or intent. It's really just to fill the time somehow. And it was nice to go to something familiar, something that I knew was good. Like Parks and Rec is a fantastic show. Yeah. Really is uh, a fantastic it? show. It's so well cast. The stories are just 
kicking, the, the, the plot moves along, the jokes come. There's not a single boring episode of Parks and Rec, I would, I would say. I tried watching it. Um, I can't think of one off the top of my head. Yeah. About six months ago, I did try. I watched like maybe like 10, 15 episodes. I didn't get hooked, which is surprising really? because a lot of the, char- the the actors that are in it, I enjoy in a lot of places. But I mean, for all I know, does the, is the first season just a bit, a bit sluggish comparatively? Does it get more funny? <laughs> maybe. I, I mean, so. I, I find that by the time you get to like the second season, it definitely kind of hits its stride. I could, I could definitely see maybe not getting super invested in the first season, but by the same time, like by the same token, like I was the opposite. Like it hooked me in immediately. Okay. Like for for the first four seasons, it's um it's all Parks and Rec and that department and everything that Leslie's trying to do. But then she starts to get on the council and run for um state council and run for mayor and it, it all those things start to um you, you you start to see the character that you've gotten to mm. know over the last few seasons having to face sort of a new situation. Yeah, and everybody yeah. goes off doing things. Ben has a great recurring gag with the um, Radomski uh, accounting agency. Ah, oh, the accountants. Yeah, who yeah. <laughs> is? I mean, Barry is a fantastic character. He's only in like ten minutes of the entire run of the show, but even those ten minutes, he's such an enjoyable character. You remember him. You feel yeah. exactly what he's feeling, and it's great. Yeah, it's it's just nice to have a little bit of normality in what is turning out to be a very crazy time. <laughs> I am genuinely curious. And I mean, this will be, you know, five, 10 years from now, somebody will uncover the stats. I am curious if during a time like this, if there'd be an even larger bump in people doing nostalgic viewing. Cause I mean, it's always happening anyway. Given well, they're not making any new shows at the moment. <laughs> That's well, production, yeah. production has ceased on everything. That's right. Cause we have one episode of Picard left. So I imagine that must be done. So oh. I can finish off that series. At least I get some closure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've I've been keeping up to date with the reviews, Red Letter Media and Critical Drinker. I've got to watch their review um, for the last three still because I only watched I only caught myself okay. up as of last yeah. night and didn't have time to watch the hour review. But uh, so I'm watching Picard vicariously through them, and I'm glad I'm not having to view it directly. You know what? It's interesting. <laughs> no, it's um, not. It's shit. I, I, I can discuss a point with you off, <laughs> off air um, about how they worked the Borg in, and I was uh, like, I "That's you. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. We'll talk about it off air." Um, what about you, Jordan? What would you? What were you up to? Um, basically the same thing. Hey, having been at home, um, you know, all week, like I'm working from home now as well, um, which is really good. It's handy because I just kind of roll out of bed, walk to the other side of my apartment, and go to work. I've been set up as well um, as of the weekend, so my shift tomorrow. Oh, yeah. might, I mean, I'm set up to go, but we haven't shut the office mm-hmm. yet. So, would you be doing overnight from home? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that in theory. But overnight's are probably the oh, best time to work awful. in the office. To be fair, because there's only like four of us on on the floor at any one time, as opposed to during the day when there's like twenty of us. Um, yeah, that's true. But I'm fully set up. I need to have a trial shift. So whether that be one of the, my four shifts this week, I'll, I'll trial at home. But oh, yeah. they're they're getting our whole department ready. So if the CBD gets shut or if the company just decides fuck it, let's just you know close up our office doors for a bit. We can all just yeah. run into it. I mean, travel insurance. I don't mean to be a bummer on air mm. but the whole the whole industry could shut down as well like anything that touches tourism yes is is really going to feel this i'm hoping mm. the fact that they spent all this money giving people i'm laptops and shit that means that they would be assuming that we're okay because they're spending a lot of money and getting work from home sorted in my end but you're responding to travel insurance claims and nobody's allowed to go anywhere <laughs> yes we do 
we don't just do travel insurance for my specific company. We also do oh, okay, okay. students and overseas visitors coming to Australia and their health cover. So it's actually... Oh, so anybody who's here is grandfathered in. They're not leaving, but... Yeah, well, they, they, let's say you're here to study yeah. and you want health insurance. We do that and it's effectively... It's, I'm, I can't go into details because I just don't know it because it's not my, I don't touch this at all, but effectively you get <laughs> you, put onto Medicare. You may have through. to brush up on, <laughs> <laughs> well, on, sales. on all those regulations very soon. Um, but effectively people will come here and like, I'm here for four years to study yeah. economics. Here, I need health cover. Here are the packages we offer. Yeah. They spend $15,000 because they're quite expensive because effectively the health cover, it's not exactly the same, but it's very close to being pretty much under Medicare, but privately okay. owned. So it's you get quite a lot of public health care services that we cover through that. But that shit, we've got, you know, at any one time, you know, hundreds of thousands of overseas students here um, that are now <laughs> even more so stuck here. Um but they pay in advance for you know years ahead and stuff. So that's that one I can't see going away. We won't get an influx of new students to be fair until the lockdown right. goes away. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, I am curious about how it's going to work in terms of the travel thing, but I don't do sales. So I'm hoping it's okay. I don't know. It's, it's complicated. <laughs> yeah, a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of insurance companies are covered by another insurance company and so on. So I forget the phrasing, but effectively, let's say you have a successful claim for a hundred billion dollars, Andrew, for legitimate. It's all legit and reason, and we do that. But our, our let's say hypothetically, this company only has a hundred billion dollars in the bank, not a hundred. Sorry, not two hundred billion. So we can't pay that out. So what we do is put a claim on our insurance company, which is bigger insurance company, mm-hmm. which pays out to make sure that our levy stays yeah, of course, to a yeah. certain level. It's to stop insurance companies from not being able to pay out because they've been hit hard mm-hmm. in that sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that factors yeah. in. in turn. That, that, that's more for paying out claims, not for sales drops though. So I don't right. know how that will affect this, but that's all for teams that are much smarter and <laughs> more well-paid than me to work out. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Yeah. I can work from home at least. That's nice. <laughs> that's something. At least you're still that's it, man, yeah. working. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing, yeah, I'm just, obviously glad that I'm in a position where I work where like we're not really going to be affected so like I still have a job and I'm able to do it from home no matter kind of where this whole thing goes I guess you're in utilities is that right Jordan yeah so like water and sewage so yeah that's uh, until you know we're in the apocalypse and the water and sewage doesn't work anymore I'll still be in a job so that's that's good (laughs) (laughs) hopefully you don't get like being able to yeah, fingers crossed. I mean, being able to work from home has been good. Like, it's driving me a little bit mad, like, now that there's not really a lot to do outside of work hours anyway, because everything gets cancelled. So I've pretty much not left my apartment all week. But it's been good, like, between sort of throughout my work days, I've been able to, like, kind of watch stuff uh, as I go as well, just, like, in between work and in between calls. I've sort of got my two, like, work monitors and then my laptop that's just kind of running whatever I'm watching or doing at the time. So I've been able to get a little bit of extracurricular work done as well. So it's not been all bad it's just it's a bit like just boring like it's just like working at home i've got no one really to talk to can't just sort of turn around and have a chat to a colleague throughout the day so got a little bit stir crazy but um i'm good that's my big turn off well. like yeah like it's it's one of those things where, like i guess i'll get used to it maybe like throughout the next couple of weeks because it's like we're pretty much doing it indefinitely um, like ever since there was a confirmed case like inside of our office they've got everyone there now yeah. Um, it's like they were gonna they were gonna like alternate it like we were gonna do some people from home some in the office and then just like swap it week by week 
but at least for this coming week, they're just like, yeah, look, everyone just work from home, and like the building is getting like a fucking like hospital grade clean or something. Oh, good. That's um, really before, good. Before 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 anyone can go back there. So, um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, at least yeah, this week just gone, and and next week at least I'm working from home. So, I think I've found my group with it. It's just, oh. yeah, it just gets a bit boring. Like about halfway through the day, you just like. Oh. <laughs> Um, a mate of ours, Jordan, I'm not going to name him because mm. of the story about the tale, but he works yeah. for the Australian Taxation Office as a debt collector, mm-hmm. but he works for a third-party company that is, you know, the yeah. ATO con- you know, subcontracts out to do this. Mm-hmm. His entire building was evacuated except for his specific team that works under the ATO because the ATO won't allow them to work from home because of the nature of what they're dealing with. So they uh, so it's just his fucking fuck. team in like a six-story building because they, oh they're not God. allowed to work from home. Um, I thought that was, I mean, hey, like I said, it is- I mean, I get it. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they'll, they'll come, I mean, a lot of shit's being in the works. Like, I mean, I, I'm sure the ATO will at some point just have to be like, well, you've just got to deal with it. Or, I mean, like they're talking yeah. about people can release, you know, 10 to 20 grand of their super if they get laid off and stuff early. Mm. Um, I know that it was passed in Western Australia and possibly being looked and done in Victoria. So it's going to be state legislation, but they're looking at yeah. all these little things like, oh, that would normally never be allowed. Oh, okay, maybe this time. So I'm sure that- yeah, I, was reading like, I was reading a news article um, not long before we started recording today. I was reading an article about it. It was like someone from like the super- like whatever the board is that kind of runs all the super we're saying like, yeah, the government kind of announced that without really consulting us, but we'll go along with it. Good. I mean, that's, I guess I've been cooperative. Um, <laughs> yeah. Not to get too boring, but a lot of big banks, I um, only look at this because of our mortgage. I was just curious, but a lot of big banks mm. are letting, if well, you like get freezing laid off. Fees and stuff, aren't they? Yeah. Freezing the mortgage repayments. However, the mm. interest does still accumulate. So you can pause it for six months, but then a six months interest on the full loan gets added. But to be fair, I mean, you get a loan at four hundred thousand dollars, the interest gets added on. It's not I mean that's not the word. It's annoying, yeah. but at least you've still skipped, you know, potentially thousands of dollars a fortnight of payments. So Yeah, exactly. And it's not like the, you come back in and they're like, Cool, please give us three thousand dollars interest immediately. It just gets added on to the rest of the payments. Mm. So it's yeah, it's, yeah, like accumulative. I mean, whatever helps them sleep at night, I guess. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry. What were you watching though? It was you haven't given we, even, uh, yeah, we got yeah. sidetracked by work at home. Sorry, on a tangent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess one of the um bonuses to the whole thing is a lot of um a lot of movies have been put on like on demand and uh, sort of up early, like for home viewing as well. A lot of stuff's just been cancelled. So today I got to watch um a movie I've been looking forward to called Big Time Adolescence. It's a um movie that was premiered at Sundance last year. And like got a like a whole bunch of praise on it. I think it was nominated for the um, grand jury prize as well. And it was yeah meant to be going up on Hulu in a few weeks' time, but they just because everyone's stuck at home, they like dropped it early. Um, so I watched it today. Really, really enjoyable. It's like a um kind of like a, one of those I guess kind of coming of age kind of early teen years movies. It's based around um, this kind of young kid who befriends his sister's uh, boyfriend like really really early on. I think when he's about sort of nine or ten. And it just sort of goes along as they all kind of grow up and like sort of how he, um, I guess, kind of idolizes him. So it's like, you know, that story of, you know, I guess wanting to you know fit in and be accepted, but like the older, cooler kids when you're young. And it just kind of like goes through the, um, in, I guess, like the impact of growing up with like really imperfect, like imperfect role models who influence you. Um, it's super, super cool. I really enjoyed it. It's got a pretty neat little cast. 
um, like sort of the lead is a kid called, um, God, what's his name? Uh, like Griffin something, Griffin Gluck, I think. Mm-hmm. He's like just this young kid. He's done, um, he's done a couple of like Netflix things that I've watched in the last sort of six months or so, like um, uh, Lock and Key that I spoke about maybe like a month ago. Um, he's in that, and he's in uh, American Vandal, which is a really fun like mockumentary series that you get like definitely check that out if you've got some time as well. It's yeah, fun. American Vandal is terrific. Yeah, yeah. So he was in that, um, and then the other main is uh, Pete Davidson, so like stand-up comedian. He's on like SNL and stuff like that. Um, I think it's his first like kind of real proper acting role. Like he's super, super good. Like he's one of those guys where like you wouldn't really expect like him to really thrive in that kind of role. Cause it's like, it comes a lot, like it comes across a lot. Like he's just playing himself. Like he's just like this funny sort of big personality, but he does have like these traces of real, like kind of emotional depth in his performance that you wouldn't really expect from, I guess someone like him, if you're familiar with him, like on SNL. Um, he's really, really good in it as well. Um, there's a couple of like really like kind of larger names just in kind of like bit roles as well. Like, um, what's his name? What's the, um, the dad from Two and a Half Men, that John, like John, John Cryer, John yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm just well. looking so through he's, the. He's the kid's dad. I'm just looking through the um through the cast list now, and it's uh, mm. it's a very young cast. But John Cryer was the first name that Mary, I recognised. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he plays the um plays the kid like the main kid's dad. Right. Um, but yeah, it's it's really really good. It's it's kind of like it's not like a really you know creative or like out of the box story. Like it's pretty it's a pretty familiar type of thing. But like just the like awkward kind of chemistry that um, the two like main leads have like between them and like just the dynamic of their character like really bolsters it like to be I guess more like more than what you would think it would be like on its basis I guess and it's just like this it's got this really like just like really natural way about it as well where like it's got like it's like the dialogue and stuff's kind of like really really simple but like heightened enough where it doesn't sound like it's like super scripted, but it still manages to be like really funny and poignant across the whole way. Right. Um, but yeah, I like super, super enjoyed it. Um, I think it's the filmmaker's first feature as well. So it's um, a great, great way to start off. I'll definitely be keen to check out anything else he does in future. I think his name's Jason Orley. Um, but yeah, really, really good. Um, Australia, I'm not too sure where you can check it out. Um, I watched it on Hulu through like a VPN. So I guess if you're listening from the US, you can check it out there. Um, but I imagine it'll make its way onto some other streaming services in the future, especially as we get more and more locked down without being able to go anywhere. <laughs> I may as well put as many movies on as many features as we can. I'm surprised Hulu hasn't actually just released in Australia yet. I'm curious what's the holiday. It's been a long time since they've been um, working together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I'm sure there are yeah, lots issues. Probably just a lot of, yeah, I was going to say it's probably just content-wise, like too many, like a lot of their content probably is tied up over here with like Foxtel and Netflix and everything else. Yeah. Um, well, I can talk about a bad filmmaker for a second if we've got time. Um, Don't you dare, Seb. Jordan, Don't speak ill of Tommy. Oh, I'm sorry. Jordan and I um, <laughs> went and did something which is a novelty now in two ways. Uh, we went to, back in the before times, um, we went to what is referred to as a group screening in which more than more than one person was watching a movie with other people. Yeah. I know. In the same room? Like I said, this is many a, many well, a time ago. <laughs> um and we watched The Room at um, the Newmarket Cinemas, I believe it was. I just did, well, in Newmarket. Uh, the Newmarket or was it Palace? Uh, New, New Farm. New Farm, thank you. New Farm. Yeah. Um, and it's just a screening of Tommy Wiseau's The Room. And with a, it was actually probably a smaller one, to be fair. This is, 
only about a week and a half ago, not even actually it was last weekend. So yeah, about a week and a yeah. half ago. Um, and maybe there was like what 10, 12 people max in there. Do you reckon Jordan? Uh, I think by the end, like by the end, it probably got up to about maybe 20. Oh, maybe, so. yeah. like definitely lower, <laughs> lower than like what they've been in the past though. Just before credits started, it was literally just Jordan and I sitting there. And we're like, oh, we're on a date. <laughs> pouring in. Um, but yeah, it was quite good. Um, it was one of those like Rocky Horror style watch alongs where people are screaming things at the cinema, at the screen and doing callbacks with characters and interacting and stuff. Um, it mm. wasn't one of the full hardcore ones that I've read about. Where people will like throw shit and all that. Like it, like people, there's certain things that happen. People will throw plastic spoons and stuff. Like that didn't happen. Yeah. But it was just a lot of like, they, someone would say something on screen and the crowd would react in like unison and stuff. It was quite enjoyable. Um, so and I'm, I'm very keen to go again in a, you know, a couple of months time, assuming that I yeah, we're allowed I'm to. Keen to do it yeah. <laughs> and get a group of friends and go, I think it'd be quite fun. Um, but yeah, it was just yeah. nice to go and laugh at a movie. Um, I probably haven't watched it with that much like focus before until that moment where I'm in the theater and have no choice. And I gotta say, I missed a lot of gold watching it on my own before because you just zone out at home, especially with a movie like that. It's very easy to zone out, but watching it like- Yeah, absolutely. You're stuck, you're fixed, and you're like every single continuity error is just in my face amongst other problems. Um, you can read every line of dialogue. Oh yeah, there was subtitles. So they made it, they made it even better because you could literally see like, oh my God, it was written for Dracula. And also gotta say, my theory running out of it is that Tommy Wiseau actually is playing Dracula in this film and that Lisa is playing some sort of witch. Cause I think she was like legitimately <laughs> bewitching Mark in certain scenes. Like he's like, no, I'm not going to do this. And she's like, what if you did this? And he's like, what if I did this? It's like some Jedi mind trick shit. And I think there is some like fucking old school there's real, Shakespearean. There's real subtext to this movie that <laughs> exactly. no one's ever looked at before. It's the fucking witches from, um, is it Hamlet? It's it, there is some witchy Shakespeare shit Macbeth. in this. Macbeth, thank you. Um, well, I had a really good time. So I do. Uh, thanks, Jordan, for bringing up the idea. Yeah. I, I mean, I was happy to do it at first. Anyway, so it's, fun. The second you mentioned, I'm like, fuck yeah. To just ugh, lucky for us, it happened to be like two days after we had spoken about it. The screening was on, which I imagine will be the last one they're doing for a while. Um, Possibly. I did get an email from the cinema today saying like, uh, we're still open. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, good, I guess. I mean, there's not a particularly popular cinema. It's more of the little art housey ones. So mm. probably don't. Yeah. It's great. The, the cinema around the front okay. is all, is all purple. Everything's, everything's purple. The curtains, the walls, the seats, everything's purple. Well, which one's this? In one of the cinemas, uh, I think the largest oh, yeah, yeah. auditorium in New Farm Cinemas, it's just all purple. I oh. saw, I saw, um, uh, what I see there. What is it? Last Jedi? No. <laughs> Force Awakens there. Yeah. Okay. A well, good one. Out of yeah. the three. Yeah. Out of yeah. those three. Um, That's a different discussion. We've had that discussion. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I quite enjoyed the experience, but we, because I got, I'm always fucking super early. I was like, yep, cool. Jordan, I meet you at like 20 past eight. I rocked up at the, at the station outside of Jordan's house at 7.30. So I'm like 50 minutes early. So I messaged Jordan. He's like, ah, oh, yeah, I'll get ready. I'll come down and meet you. We'll go, get, go to the bar. So we went to our one of the bars that we in we sort of accidentally frequent because it's that small little <laughs> karaoke bar that I go to and sing bad out of hell. And it was us, us to us too, our friend Jimmy who runs karaoke, the bartender and one woman. And we're getting to like 8.30 at night on like a Friday and the valley <laughs> is dead. And we're like, well, well we got to go watch a movie. Hopefully there's more people there. Um, so yeah, but that was before the government actually introduced even the... Um, 
I just think, yeah, because we, we, they hadn't even introduced the um, 100 people or less yet. That weekend. No, they would yeah. not done shit at that point. Because <laughs> we hadn't cancelled our wrestling show yet, but we, we pre-cancelled mm. ours before the restrictions came in because we were like, it's not worth keeping open anyway. Like It's just a, it's a stupid risk for no reason. And then they announced, okay, yeah. 100 people or less closed, and we're like, well, we already did it. So I, I kind of liked that because we're like, yes, we're responsible adults, unlike some other companies. Ahead of the curve. Yep. There are some companies that are still not <laughs> shutting down their wrestling shows. Andrew, be outraged. Unbelievable. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not, I mean, rent has to be paid. What rent? Know? What do you mean? They, they go to venues that are also trying to shut and they're like, no, we'll have our show still. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everybody still has to be making money somehow. Local wrestling. A contract is a contract is a contract. Can I explain the local Brisbane slash Gold Coast, Sunshine Coast wrestling scene? If you don't have a show, nobody gets paid. That no, there's, and there's no one yeah. to pay, Andrew. No, I, I, no, there's no loss. You just, fine. You just, everyone stays static. Fine. It's not like they were booking like the fucking, yeah, I'm going to do this, the Q pack. No, like there's no, Nothing like that. Most bloody bars will just have you for free because they get drinks paid for while they're there. There's no well, yeah, that's cancellation the, costs. No, that's the whole point. I mean, the the event doesn't just happen, you know, without any consequence. Somebody's making money off them. Yes, but you're not that's losing money to not have them. Is my point? Sure, because you're not. Well, maybe. I mean, you're losing the money that you don't make. There's an opportunity cost. Opportunity cost, I'll agree to, but there's no loss in these cases for like, I didn't have the show, now I'm two grand in debt. Like that shit didn't happen. Right. It's just the opportunity cost, which is, I think that's worse when you're putting public health at risk. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> outraged. I mean, be outraged, damn it. People are responsible for themselves. <laughs> God, boo, this episode's over. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right, we'll be back on Monday with Ready to Rumble. Ugh. And the Wednesday following with a variety hour, um, just because of our house schedule works, we won't have any COVID updates for that fortnight because we, I mean, we can predict them. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure we're exactly where everybody's coming to for their COVID updates right here on the second tech variety hour. Like, I would like to the do some- Up to the minute, health and scientifically accurate information is right here, boys. You know what we'll do between episodes, everyone think of like a hot take or like a, like a, a bold prediction for where the world is sitting then and we'll do it and we can see, we can gamble on our two week prediction for the world for the COVID update for next fortnight. <laughs> um, perfect. Uh, we'll start, we'll go to socials and we can get out of here, I guess. Find us on Instagram at Second Take Podcast or if you live in the future, you can tweet us at Second Take TNC. And Jordan, where do we tweet you? You can tweet me at Jordan NFTT, and you can hit up our Facebook at facebook.com forward slash second take. And you can tweet me at Bastion underscore James. Alex's is in the show notes. Andrew's, wait, I can do this. I haven't touched it. I've done three tweets. <laughs> I don't know how Twitter works. It's a Schossler. At A.S. Schossler. A.S. Well, thank you. Sorry. You can technically tweet me there. <laughs> It'll work. It'll go through. <laughs> um, if you want to um, send us an email, secondtakepodcast at gmail.com. I'm isolated. I've got all the time in the world to read those and pass them on to the team. Um, also, we have an entire website. If you are looking for shit to do, we have about three and a half years of film reviews and variety hours and a bunch of other content there at secondtakepodcast.com. And if you'd like to financially support the show, we do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash second take. Um, we'll be back on Monday for the world's greatest movie ever, ready to rumble. We're very excited. Andrew's not rolling his eyes. It's fine. Cinema.
Second Take Podcast is recorded within the Moreton Bay region of Queensland, Australia, and acknowledges this region's original owners, namely the Jinnabara, Kabi Kabi, and Yugara people. Second Take Podcast respectfully acknowledges the traditional custodians of these lands, and we pay our respects to elders past, present, and emerging, for they hold the memories, the traditions, the cultures and hopes of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.